Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Leafs won last night, but uh, more than the win, the conversation seems to be about the new goal song. And, you know, for the longest time, they had the Hall & Oates tune, which I just always thought was, like, embarrassingly lame. Right. But nobody seemed to complain about that. And I think it's just because it's an old, well-known song. Oh, it's I a think very that, safe song. I think it had its fair lo- number of complaints early on oh, when it, it first started. And there was a complaint kind of every year that they should switch it up. Mm. Uh, and, and change it around. Um, but it just kind of fell on deaf ears for years until now. So they've added this new song. It's from a, a guy named Kid Cuddy, and it's called Pursuit of Happiness. And it's uh, a few years old, maybe about a decade, I guess, is what people are saying. Uh, and it's, uh, well, we'll give you a sample. If you haven't heard it, here it is. And this is what they're going to play. And they did play like five times last night after a goal. And it's got a danceable thing to it, and yeah. it, it probably sounds great in an arena on a big sound system, but people want what people want. We we like our porridge, and we want to eat it every single day forever. Oh, my goodness. And, and, and the songs that are being suggested, because we put it out there. Yeah, if you got a better suggestion, because you know, put your money where your mouth is. You're just, I hate this song. It's it's new, right? Right? Uh, fine. You sure? Let's go with that. Let's not play anything new. Mm-hmm. But that seems to be the popular opinion because the songs that are being suggested are from the time where porridge was the popular opinion <laughs> of what to have for breakfast too. I think Daryl Sittler was wearing the C. <laughs> Before that, yeah, yeah, it's it is just the way it is, and it's it, listen. I think it's just your, it's it's who's attending these games. I don't think you'd have this conversation or this anger if this was played during a Raptors game. It's just that you got a lot of older white dudes who just like what they like, and it is what it is. Now, I have a suggestion. Why don't we hold some sort of contest where local GTA artists can write uh, what they think is a great goal song? Submit it to Toronto Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, and they pick one or pick two, pick a top three. And then you've given a local artist some publicity, and maybe they win a prize. You know, they win uh, season tickets or they get some sort of something. And you cannot complain about that. Now, you I, you can say, I don't really like the song, but you've we've now supported a local artist, and it's been a contest, and right. it's someone from the GTA. So it's a win-win-win. You know, it, it, people are so funny that they, you know, you got to throw your opinions in there, and, and, and you know, oh, I'm I'm never going to another game again. It reminds it reminds me of when uh, the, the, the uproar when Hockey Night in Canada was changing its theme, mm-hmm. right? And we, oh, I can't believe I'm, I can't, it, it's an icon. You couldn't couldn't possibly make me watch another game if it's got another theme song. Mm-hmm. I can't even recognize the difference between them now. Yeah, and, and it just all goes by the wayside. But this whole and then you get this whole well they should be playing something canadian right it's got it's got to be canadian but then like the 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 all right then play nickelback because that's not going to piss people off right, right? like it, it, we, we always go against canadian bands because they're overheard all the time and then now i hear oh it better be canadian you might as well play ann murray based that on some of the great. suggestions that are coming in i like that the song just go back to stomp and tom yes What's wrong with and Stone Tom? And, and, and I don't know if people are really even giving it the thought that it needs. Mm. That this is supposed to be 
that, okay, a goal is scored. We want everyone on their feet and jumping yeah. and, and making noise. They should be on their feet already, but we know that the platinum seats, it's tough to put down that $25 roast beef and $30 Chardonnay for a second to get up and actually cheer right. for the Leaf game that's happening in front of you. But uh, this is the point. So when you put out suggestions like Rush and Tom Sawyer, think about the beats per minute. Mm. This is not something that they just went uh, to to the ghetto blaster and said, oh, we got to find something to play in a panic. No, they went through a whole list of songs. They were looking for a particular rhythm or speed Mm -hmm. uh, of music to get you going. Uh, Now, I mean, we're a rock station. If we had to suggest a rock song, I would say maybe Glorious Sons and Contender would have that kind of uh, rhythm or at least a pace to it. Um, Filter and Hey Man, Nice Shot. A great song for that and very punny too, which I like. Yeah. But, uh, you know, don't come up with some old suggestion just because, and, and many of them, you know, you want to play your ACDCs and your Guns N' Roses and and even Metallica. Those play those are songs that are played every game mm-hmm. Throughout whistles. And we've heard them for 30 or 40 years in the arena. And as you say, with Filter and Hey Man, Nice Shot, it, it, being punny is good. And if you got to have some Canadian classic rock for some reason, then, yeah, instead of just saying a Rush and Lakeside Park because it makes... No sense to the goal. Right. You go with, like, I don't know, BTO and taking care of business. Yeah, if, if, <sighs> if you have to, I'm just making it as a suggestion. I, know, I, know. I, don't, I don't want it either. But if it's 50 the, years old. I, I get it. Now, look, you and I do differ here a little bit in that you have extreme dislike for any kind of bluesy classic rock. It's just not in your DNA. Right. And I get it. I, I am tired of it. There's a lot of it I never need to hear again. But I, I am a fan. I, I grew up on it. I know you didn't, and I get that. So I know that if, if, if any suggestion of any classic rock comes in, you don't like it. But again, look, it was Hall and Oates for the longest time, and it's always been that jock rock thing. That's what surrounds hockey. Doesn't surround basketball, different culture, different generations, different makeup of people. Right. You find yourself in a world and a sport that you love that is surrounded by a lot of old white people who love that classic rock stuff. Yeah, but some of them need to let go of the fact that, that they're not the only ones going to games anymore, too. And and that the business doesn't survive on people who are dying off. Right, yeah. But you also don't see a ton of little kids at a Leaf game either. Well, they can't afford kids. to go. Well, that's the point. Right. They, 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 they're, they're at home watching it. Or just getting highlights later. I think the interesting point of all of it, too, is that, you know, Austin Matthews, who heard that song more than anyone mm. last night, didn't even recognize it. Like, didn't, didn't know. Not mm. that he didn't recognize the song, yeah. just didn't even hear the song playing because they're cheering. Well, the, the great <laughs> thing celebrating. Too, people have to remember about hockey players because there's been these, uh, on YouTube, like, ask Leafs a question. Right. And they don't know anything about music or pop culture. Very little of it, especially the older stuff. Right. So if we are going to be playing music, that helps to spur on a team of young hockey players, perhaps you should be playing stuff that they're interested in. Mm -hmm. Because that's what might help them get an extra step going. But these are the same guys that you could say to Austin Matthews, I'll spot you George, John, and Paul. (laughs) Dingo! (laughs) There's a video that's uh, going viral um, of... uh, Somebody who might have actually have footage of Bigfoot. Now, we've seen different photos and video of what 
This might be the Loch Ness Monster and Bigfoot. And a lot of this stuff has been out and around for a very long time. But a couple were celebrating their 10th anniversary. And they decided to go do some sightseeing. So they took a train ride through a remote part of Colorado. And they had uh, seats with a great view. And at some point, they noticed movement. And so they started filming. And their footage does look like a Bigfoot or someone in a Bigfoot suit. Right. But it's definitely not a bear, they say. And the area they were in is uh, has very limited access to cars. So somebody getting in there to pull this stunt would be, I guess, it would be difficult. So uh, they're shooting this video. And they think it's a Bigfoot. And then all of a sudden, at one point, the Bigfoot squats like it's trying to hide. But no, there's clear footage that Bigfoot is taking a dump. <laughs> we all got to poop. All right. Even a Bigfoot. Well, poop. I mean, uh, I, I was going to say, how do you trust anything anymore? Yeah. Like so many people set things up and and uh, like deep fakes. There's, it's way too easy to fake people out. But if it's someone in a suit, I mean, you wouldn't be dumping in a suit, would you? No. No. That they, suit wouldn't have a hatch. And it's, and it's, yeah, and it's squatting and I, I guess you gotta look close, but I guess you see, that would be a horrible dump from a Bigfoot. How slow was this train they were on? Well, we just talked about trains being slow. <laughs> Real slow one. And I guess if you're on a sightseeing train, you kinda want it to go slow. It does slow down, maybe it stops at times. Yeah, I guess. Now, it's all, they always say a Bigfoot, and I always just assume that a Bigfoot is a dude. But there's gotta be a lady Bigfoot as well. Well, if there's still big feet around, yeah. yes. And they gotta make little feet. Right. So anyhow, if you're interested in watching Bigfoot take a dump, <laughs> that's how you'd like to spend your day. It's online. If you got a really great deal on a house, but you found out it was haunted, would you still buy it? Oh, no. What if you say they would? Well, look at this economy. <laughs> there's a million dollar home down to 400 grand because I don't know, there's a half a dozen ghosts or something in right. it. Right. Even if a teardown. Uh, wow, even the ground. I, I don't know. If, if you're on that ground, that seems a little wow, suspect. Oh, yeah, no, I don't, uh, I don't uh, fear it that much. I mean, I must admit, I would, I would never want to live in a house where something horrific happened. If someone died in a house, they had a heart attack or whatever, okay, that's one thing. But if there had been like a murder or something, uh, I don't know that I could do that. Right. But, um, very few people say they, uh, very few people say that they would, um, turn their back on a great deal on a house if it was haunted. Many people say they do believe their house is haunted. Half of people say they have felt paranormal presence in their homes. They've heard unexplained sounds, footsteps, and voices. Some claim they've seen, uh, ghosts. I mean, I, my house is haunted. Like, it's a horror show in my house. But. <laughs> I was going to say, I've murdered a few bathrooms in my day, but. <laughs> my poo hut is a nightmare. Uh, I'll tell you that when we go to uh, Quebec in the summertime, it, it, it's, um, you know, my, my wife's family is from there. It's an, an old um, town, really, basically in the Gaspé area, where the, a lot of the Montrealers, the, the wealthy Montrealers, would go and spend their summers. Okay. And so they had some. Big, big old homes mm. there. And I've had a chance to tour through a couple of them. And in fact, um, like her cousins stayed at one recently. And this house rolling up to it, I mean, it's massive. Mm. It's probably got 12 or 14 bedrooms 
in a thing, and 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 it, it's huge. It, it, but it's the closest thing I think I've ever stepped foot in to a Scooby Doo house. Oh, really, really haunted. Like looking. one long hallway Ooh. with doors on every side, and like the floors aren't quite level anymore. You, when you pull up to it, you can see like holes in the roof. Wow, and, and, like, it's in disrepair. And they stayed there, like rented it. And they, well, I I think they were kind of gifted it. Basically, they were looking Squatting. for a place the whole family could stay and these people said listen we've got this place right. uh, you can all fit in it but you got to be careful it's not really in in the greatest shape no right? running water there is running water uh i could tell because that's where the mice uh were and the rats oh, died no. uh it, it, honestly yeah honestly you found dead rats and mice they, they found dead mice oh, like my. in there i think there was a uh, a, a raccoon or something squatting in the in the roof at one point um and but it looks like a Scooby-Doo house. And, and they, I, and they stayed in it. There's no way I could sleep in that wow. house. No, not a chance. And even walking down the hallways at night, we were there once, uh, having, having a, a barbecue and a fire. And I went, this is, this is too spooky. Oh yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't do it either. I don't think, especially if you're getting some drinks and when night falls, that's, that's really when I would have to be out. passed out drunk in order to <laughs> stay in that house every night. Now you mentioned rats and this just reminded me of something. I saw this strange email I got the other day and it's from some animal shelter, humane society. Oh, the Durham one. Yeah, yeah. They've got like, <laughs> if you don't like rats. So I guess they, they somehow came upon like 30 or 40 rats or something. And then, of course, those rats, because this is what rodents do, kept making babies. Yeah. And now they got a ton of them, and they're trying to adopt them out. Yes. Now, look. <laughs> I can't imagine there's a big lineup for a bunch of people wanting a, an animal they call Ben. <laughs> but they, they do say that, uh, and I think you're right, it started with like seven of them okay. that they found in a home. Yeah. And uh, not like in a I think they were as pets. Yes. Right? Not that they just found them no. <laughs> chewing some, on someone. Somebody was going to feed them to a snake. Perhaps. Right. Well, and, and I still fear that uh, that's why people would adopt these things for free. Yeah. But, um, but nevertheless, yeah, they, they, they just expanded. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they do. But, uh, they also, like, they list them as, like, these are very trainable. Smart pets. Smart. You can teach them to do tricks. Put them on a leash, walk them up the street. <laughs> like, what is this, the Green Mile? You <laughs> <laughs> can put on a show? Rats are pets for prisoners. That's it. Well, I'm just uh, beside myself with shock, and I don't know, uh, how I'm going to deal with this. The, uh, the ongoing saga of the Smith family and Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. Uh, I guess Jade has got a new book called Worthy. Even the title is annoying. Worthy I think, of what? Uh, I don't know, because honestly, she's an endless celebrity at best. And the shame in all of this, and I do feel for Will Smith a bit on this, this guy, this guy was, was and probably still is, one of the biggest stars of his generation. Mm. Guy is just been a powerhouse from everything he has touched, from music to television to movies, everything golden. She, I think, was a bit player on a bad sitcom at one point, has done nothing, and has yet made him look like a complete fool. Right. It's, it's, it's pathetic. And when you hear her talk, oh, she is so full of herself and so knowledgeable about everything. It's, it, it's, Really, really annoying. I think she goes on the list. I think she goes on the list with uh, Megan. 
Okay. And the rest of them. People you want to cancel? Yeah. No, but she must be canceled. Right. Anyhow, she's got this new book called Worthy. In it, she reveals that they've been living separate lives since 2016. So that face slap wasn't even needed. Right. They shouldn't even have been together for that. Yeah, I, well, I guess she was there supporting him because there's this weird thing where they're separated. They're not romantically together anymore, but they're not divorced. And neither of them seem to be able to come around to pulling that trigger. Right. That seems to be the, the, the whole, uh, the whole deal here. She says, we've spent so much time doing the heavy duty work together. We've just got this deep love for each other and we're going to figure this out. What looks right for us? Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just so self-indulgent. Right. Yeah. My gosh. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, then she goes on to say how at one point when uh, Will and her first got separated, guess who asked her out? Chris Rock. Wow. And she said, well, we're not divorcing. We're just separated. And so Chris supposedly uh, apologized. And that was that. And she said uh, her and Chris have had a bit of bad blood going way back, even to the 2016 Oscars. I remember there was that whole hashtag Oscars go white campaign, and Jada was very much, you know, if you're black, you should boycott the Oscars. Right. And Chris Rock was hosting that year. Mm-hmm. And he made a lot of jokes, just like I was kind of doing about, who the hell is Jada Pinkett Smith? Yes, right, right. And so she got upset with that. And I say, yes, that carried on. But she says she thought the slap was a skit that Will had not included her in on. And that as he walked up on stage, she really didn't know what was going to happen. And it wasn't until he was walking back that she realized, oh, my God, it's for real. And she was shocked, as everybody, she claims, and that uh, Chris Rock, during the commercial break, came up and apologized to her for the joke. Really? Yeah, after the slap. I would have been to her, tell your husband, I'll see him in court, because he's being charged with assault. Right. Wow. I'm I'm surprised. I don't know about that. Weren't they just all separated right after that all happened? Well, a bunch of people. I think it was Denzel Washington took Will Smith aside. Tyler Perry was up there, I think, too. Yeah. I I I can't imagine that they were like, hey, you can walk right back over to them at that table. Well, yeah, I know. (laughs) I mean, cameras, who knows, right? And maybe Will Smith was removed from her and she was just left sitting there. Right. I I don't know. But uh, anyway, it's all very strange. And um, I just I, I hope these two kids can work it out. The nine largest public transportation systems in the world, subways and light rail, etc., are all in China, and six of them are less than 20 years old. Um, China doesn't just have the nine largest. They have 17 of the 25 largest, with 12 of them opening in the past 20 years. I think we've been working on the subway extension in Toronto for the last 20 years. Right. It is uh, amazing how things can get accomplished. I mean, we saw what happened in China at the beginning of COVID when they whipped up a hospital in 48 hours. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and beyond the subway system, it's, it's their fast rail. Yeah. It would be a game changer. Yeah. If we could ever come up with such a system. We have too many hands in the, in the pot. Too, right. Too many things have to be signed off. Too many people have to be involved. 
consultants and architects and things that are supposed to be priced out end up going billions of dollars over. And I think that's a problem throughout North America. That's why you see in the U.S. when people complain about Amtrak and all of that and they complain about CN Rail here or Via Rail. Uh, they're just so old and outdated. I don't know the last time you were on a Via Rail. I rode it a lot for a while. And it, sometimes it feels like you're like back on some old, old train <laughs> from the 1700s. Well, but the, the problem is they have incorporated new ones. Like they have new trains that they just brought out last year. Um, but they're still going a third of the speed yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that ones are elsewhere. Yeah. There, I mean, there has been talk for a very long time about taking the Via Rail that goes down to Windsor, extending it into the States, and then having it like a super rail, like right through to Ottawa or Montreal. Right. Literally, it, it, I think they talked about it being uh, so fast that you'd be able to like live in southwestern Ontario and work in Toronto because you could be on the train and back in like 40 minutes. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, we're talking about cutting down the, I think, the the drive or the, or the trip to Montreal would be down to like two hours. Yeah. Uh, which would be, you know, very reasonable. Mm-hmm. Great, in fact. Um, and I think part of the reason people don't push for it is because the price, right, as it is, is a bit high. Oh, it's way to too high for what you get. For what you're getting. And yeah. So only imagine if you put all that technology in place, what the price would actually be. I will say this about Via Rail, and I don't know why it is, but it's 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 great. When you travel in their business class or Via One, mm-hmm. you get free food and booze. Yes. And they make one of the best Caesars I've ever had. Oh, really? I've had a few of them. I've had a few pints on there. Yeah. I haven't had the Caesar. Oh, it's lovely. The PT... In PT Cruiser, stood for personal transport. Really? Yeah. What Although, a dumb name. One rock listener said it should have stood for a, a piece of trash. <laughs> <laughs> but then I guess it would be the POT Cruiser. Right. It doesn't sound as good. Well, Pot Cruiser might might have actually yeah. attracted some. Yeah. Because <laughs> you had to be smoking it to want to buy that thing. Yeah. Um, Joe Biden was born closer to Abraham Lincoln's second inauguration than he was to his own. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) It it is ridiculous when you look at the two candidates that that they're staring at. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, as the Democrats, and I guess, you know, Biden has to step aside. I, I, I don't, I assume they could, well, I guess they could vote him out, right, if they decided if the rest of the... uh, the senators and such said, uh, you were great, you know, to get us over that, that hump, but right. we need somebody young and, like, I know there's a lot of talk of that guy, the governor in California, the young yeah, guy. Yeah, Gavin Newsom. Yeah. Well, cause he's got the whole package. He's good looking. Right. Uh, well, and, and what could be, I don't really want to get into American politics all that much again, but what, what, what could be a real issue, uh, is that Robert F. Kennedy said that he wants to run. It's going to cause a problem. And uh and and he might run as an independent, yeah. which would just split the vote on that side. Yeah. The problem is between the two of them and they're not that far off in age. But the 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 Oompa Loompa it just is so full of rage. Right. And he's such a big guy that he just makes Biden look like a skeleton, like this yeah. tiny little well, thing. He is frail. He I is mean, frail. Yeah, for sure. Uh there's a patron saint of the internet. Huh. Really? Saint Isadora of Seville. When did she use it? I don't, 
<laughs> I don't know. She was dating Bill Gates at one point. That's why his marriage ended. Uh, Sweden is the only country that's ever had a February 30th. It happened in 1712 when they were trans transitioning from the old Julian calendar system to the more modern Gregorian calendar. All right. Yeah. That's the one good thing about the winter is that February is short. Yes. Yes, yeah, shorten that right up. Yeah. We could cut it back to like the 16th. Um, even sign language has tongue twisters. In ASL, they're referred to as finger fumblers. Right. But the same idea, word or phrase, it's difficult to articulate without getting tripped up. Hmm. I can imagine that. Finger fumblers. The theme song from the Jetsons made it to number nine on the Billboard charts in 1986. Use that as an interleaf goal song. <laughs> Be as modern. <laughs> Well, they tried to modernize last night. There's a big push from people saying no. People are losing their mind. (laughs) Let's go back to the 60s. The person who invented dunking your donut in coffee was a silent film star named Mae Murray. She dropped her donut in coffee in the 1920s, liked the taste, and started spreading the word. (laughs) I guess not on film, though. No. no. (laughs) I, I never understood the whole dunking of a donut. I never did it myself, or the dunking of cookies in uh, hot drinks, because they end up breaking, and then you end up getting all these little chunks at the bottom of your drink, which is rather gross. Yeah, but then uh, if you've ever come across the old-fashioned, in a in a like if you get to a box of donuts late, and you get to the old-fashioned, I can understand why you'd want to dunk that in something. Yeah, it's like having a big uh, handful of sand. Yeah. Here's a, here's a cardboard round for you. <laughs> and Dr. Seuss... Had a license plate, and that license plate was Grinch. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.